Welcome to A Champion's Mind with your host, Mario Aroyave. Some say the sky's the limit. It isn't. The limit is in your mind. You believe that or else you would not be listening to this podcast. You believe that you could do more. You believe that you can perform at a higher level than you currently are. You are absolutely right. Thanks for being open-minded and allowing this podcast to help you develop a champion's mind. In this podcast, we'll discuss and hear about some mental strategies we can implement to help you achieve your utmost performance. If you feel like you're not performing at your true potential, this podcast will look to give you the keys that can open that lock. So uh, what we're going to do today is I'm going to go through a little bit of a personal experience that I had and share with you guys a workout that I did and some things that I learned from it and some things that I think would be good for you to know kind of moving forward in your own athletic endeavors. And so a little bit of a backstory is warranted before I actually get into the nuts and bolts of what happened and what I learned. So the backstory on this is I'm a cyclist and so the way that some of the lingo that we use between coaches and athletes is we, we look at schedules and we look at the season and we look at competitions and then we go ahead and we rate different races in terms of their importance using the letters A, B, and C. So an A event would be something that we are looking at as being very important, something that we want to be do well at. And then a B event is obviously a step below that. And then a C event is maybe more an event that maybe you would train through and just try and get some training benefit from and not necessarily put a whole bunch of importance on how you finish in terms of a result. And so the backstory on this is I had an A event in April. It's called the Joe Martin Stage Race, and it takes place in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And this is one of my favorite races, and it's one that's got a little bit of climbing in it, and I generally tend to do better at some of the climbing stuff. And so it was definitely – it's definitely a race every year that I circle on the calendar is an A race. And so my coach and I set out, and we put a plan in place to have me uh, rocking and rolling and have the legs feeling good for that particular event. Lo and behold, my coach is awesome. And so April came around and went out to the Joe Martin stage race. Training had gone really, really well up to that point. And so I was able to go out there. Legs felt great. And I was able to compete at a high level out there at the Joe Martin stage race. Coming back home, traveling, all of that thing. And then obviously with me having a little bit of a different circumstance in terms of having a family and having a full-time job. You know, after an A event where it was a little bit of a stretch on some days to get everything in, work, training, family time, and all of that, generally what I prescribe or what my coach and I talk about and what I need is I need a little bit of a break after an A race. And so after Joe Martin, typically what I'll do is I'll take a little bit of time down. I'll be able to just get off, come home, spend time with my family and just kind of kick it and not really worry about the stresses and the nuts and bolts of training on a daily basis. I may just go out and do some, you know, easier rides, easier spins, or just take some days off altogether. We had put that plan into place, and for about a week, that's what I did. I either rode easy or, in this particular case, I took more days off than not. Coach kind of wanted to try a little something with me, and so uh, he, the week after that week off, we jumped right back into intensity. We hadn't really done something like this before, but we went ahead and tried it. On Tuesday, uh, so I had had a week off, and on Tuesday, after just a couple of days of riding, I noticed in my training plan that I had a pretty intense workout. So these were some really intense intervals. Um, you know, they're really high end. 
they're they hurt. Uh, they hurt when you're ready for them, and when you haven't been riding so much, they're they're going to hurt even more. They're going to be a pretty pretty good shock to the system. And so he had this workout plan for me, and then I went in and I read the description of the workout. And in the description of the workout, it was a sliding scale workout where I was going to be I was told to do anywhere between four and six intervals. And so four intervals was the short end, and then six intervals was completing the entire workout. Now, in the notes for this particular workout, my coach put in four intervals. He said that would be great if you can do that. That would get us what we need for the day. Next to five intervals, he put, if you can do five intervals, then we would make some gains here. Next to the six intervals, he put, if you can get through all six of these, then we can make some big gains. Now, me looking at this training program, as soon as I read that, I thought to myself, six is the number. I'm going to do six intervals. I'm going to do the entire workout. I want to make big gains. I want to perform at my best, and so let's do this. And so, you know, that day I thought to myself, four was not an option. Five intervals was not an option. It was going to be six intervals. I was going to do all of it. This was non-negotiable. And so I go throughout my day teaching and then, you know, bell rings. And of course, I've been thinking about the workout throughout the day, just here and there, but but always circling that number six. Well, riding home, I commute. And so had my backpack on and I, I ditch my backpack in a field where, you know, nobody hopefully can see it and take it and run off with it. But I ditch my backpack and then and then I start my warm up for my workout. Well, as I'm riding to my spot where I where I dump my backpack off. It was the first 90 degree day here in the Republic of Texas. And so it was warm. And so as I'm riding, I'm thinking to myself, boy, this is not only a really intense workout, but it's also the first day that I get to acclimatize to, you know, higher temperatures. And so I was like, all right, but, but still spirits were good. The mind was wrapped in on the fact that I was going to do six intervals. This is what I'm doing. So I go ahead, dump the backpack and I'm on my way and I start warming up. And I'm warming up and the legs are feeling good and I do a couple of efforts just to kind of get the get the heart rate up and get myself ready for what I've got going ahead. And so I warm up and I'm done with it and then it's time to get to the work of doing these intervals. And so I go ahead and I do interval number one and it went it went well. It went great. And I look down at my numbers for that particular interval and I go, man, this is a this was pretty good. I mean, I, I hit that one pretty good. Keep rolling. Take my rest. Interval number two, much of the same. Interval number three, much of the same. Get to interval number four, and I I do and complete interval number four. And then after I'm done with interval number four, this is where, you know, this is where the mind, so principle number one, this is where the mind starts dropping some things on you that, that you'd rather not have. So I finish interval number four, and I remember having the thought, you've done the minimum. You're at the minimum of what your coach wanted you to do. So everything from this point forward is extra. And looking back on it, that was kind of the beginning of the end for me. And I'll explain that a little bit further you know, on here. But okay, I finish interval number four. I get all my rest. And at this point, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm still thinking six. So I do, I start interval number five and I do interval number five. And at this point, I'm really, really hot. I'm obviously getting tired, but my mind is good and I'm still wrapped in the process of getting this workout done. And interval number five was fantastic. I, re- I crushed it. I mean, I went really hard at it. My numbers were good. My numbers were the best out of all of the intervals up to that point. And so this was this was great. And so I finished interval number five. Now here's where the thoughts I had on interval number four kind of creep back in. 
now I'm at interval number five, and I remember in the notes he said we would make gains here. And so I'm hot, I'm tired, and as I'm soft pedaling my rest, I remember thinking to myself, it's really, really hot. Why don't you take your sunglasses off? You've got sweat in your eyes, and it would just provide you a little bit more wind in your face. Now, to you listening, that doesn't seem like a big deal, but here's the deal. I know myself, and I know that I typically keep my sunglasses on the entire workout. When I take my sunglasses off, that's a, that's a cue for me personally that we're going to go easy from this point forward. We're, we're kind of done. And so I took my sunglasses off, and I was basically telling my body, okay, Mario, you're, you're done. Good, good day. On top of that, since I was so hot, I was wearing a uh, Castelli San Remo suit, and so it's a suit that you can kind of peel off the top. It's, it's essentially kind of like a skin suit. I stopped, and I began peeling off my San Remo. And then I remember I snapped myself out of that, and I said, wait a minute, Mario, you've done five intervals, and you need to do six. You signed on for six. You said you were going to do six intervals. You need to keep yourself accountable to that. I put my San Remo back on, and I got my sunglasses out of my jersey pocket, and I put them back on. And I said, okay, here we go. I'm doing six. Well, what ensued was I did do interval number six, and it was a complete disaster. Interval number six went terribly. My mind was not in the right place. I took my rest. I started interval number six. From the beginning, my legs felt terrible. My mind was not in it. I actually even thought about pulling the plug midway through this particular interval because it was going that bad. But I finished it off. Now, once I finished, then I took my sunglasses off and I peeled my San Remo off and I, and I did those things. But you see, here's the lesson. My mind completely took me out of that workout. Were my legs capable of producing similar numbers on interval number six than they had done throughout the entire rest of the workout? I firmly believe that they were. However, because I allowed my mind to begin playing these little tricks and I gave into them, willingly gave into them, that sabotaged my workout. Now, it was still a good ride. I feel like I still had a good workout, but here's the thing. What could have been? It could have been an amazing ride. It could have been an amazing workout. But you see, these little things, they add up and they make a difference. And this is talking for me. This was, you know, this is the end of the race. This is when it hurts the most. This is when you got to push through. This is this is when you having a mental game plan that you've been following all throughout. This is where it's got to be second nature to you and it's got to be subconscious. Going back, interval number four, very kind of gently nudged myself and said, oh, Mario, you've done the minimum. And, and that I should have rebutted with, yes, I've done four. But I've got two more to go. You're right, I've done four, but I've got two more to go. So body, let's go. Then after interval number five, I should have not I should have not even entertained taking my sunglasses off, taking my San Remo suit off. Those should not have been options. I should have continued to roll on my rest, and I should have during that rest period, I should have been thinking about interval number six and how well it's gonna go and how well the workout has gone thus far. And the things that I've been doing and the things that I've been saying to myself and the things that I've been thinking to keep myself engaged in this particular workout to the point where my numbers were really, really good up to that point. But when I failed to do that, 
it all came apart. And so the lesson is this. We've got to stick to it from point to point. If you've got a plan, understand that as your as your body begins to fatigue, you understand that your mind does as well. But you see, the body and the mind don't fatigue at the same rate. The body actually fatigues before the mind. And so if we can train the mind to tell the body the right things, then we can stay engaged in workouts and in competitions longer. And so the website is achampionsmind.net. And I would love for you to go on there and read that particular blog. And there are some other blogs on there for you that uh, you can also kind of peruse at your own leisure. Thanks for listening to A Champion's Mind. As you continue to implement the content discussed here, you'll move closer and closer to performing at your utmost potential. Keep challenging yourself and don't settle until you achieve your goals. If you can't wait until the next episode to do some more work on your mental game, head over to utmostperformance.org where you can find some more content to consume. You can also like our Facebook page, Utmost Performance. We sincerely value your support as we continue to partner together to help you perform at your utmost.